This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Right now that time, 818, you're tuned to WGNS on this Monday morning, today the 18th of October, and in studio with us this morning, we'll be having guests from MTSU, and to start off the program, Dr. Maria Edlin King and Dr. Daniel Smith, how are both y'all doing this morning? Great, thank you for having us. So I, I guess, start off, uh, tell us a little bit about, I guess Dr. King first, tell us what you do at MTSU and uh, a little bit about your background. So I teach macroeconomics, but the rest of the time I'm the director for the Tennessee Council on Economic and Free Enterprise Education. We work with K-12 teachers to incorporate economic education into their classroom. Interesting. Okay, and then Dr. Smith, what do you do? So I'm a professor of economics and the director of the Political Economy Research Institute, and that's just a, a center that looks at the institutions that drive economic prosperity and human well-being. All right. So um, both of you look at stuff like uh, numbers and all kinds of other stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I guess, Dr. King, tell us how you go about formulating new plans, new goals, and things like that to work with teachers, and, and where do you work with teachers? I'll start with where do we work with okay. them. Um, thanks to COVID, now we do a lot of online webinars, um, those sorts of interactions, which give us actually better access to teachers across the state. They don't have to travel to us to come for programming. Um, and how do we um, formulate what we do? We um, kind of look at what's you know interesting going on in, in uh, the economy. We have workshops that range from, I work with kindergarten classes and talk about making choices, which is the biggest, one of the biggest elements of economics. Uh, we had a vote for cookies lesson that we did not too long ago with Mitchell Nielsen uh, Elementary. Uh, we do programming on the economics of the interstate system, uh, economics of coffee, um, just kind of things to keep your attention because uh, yeah. economics doesn't always sound so interesting to other people <laughs> and then also looking at the political economy so dr smith you incorporate that into i guess lesson plans into studies into research and then all of this comes together somehow but how does it all fit together well the way we usually separate it is maria focuses on k-12 education providing economic training especially for the teachers in our classrooms and i focus on training phd students that are going to be training students in the classroom so these are students that are going to go on to teach thousands of students sound economics uh and right now the the the, the, the ignorance of economics is, is is shockingly high if you talk to the average person. And we're asking these people to go into voting booths and, and make really important decisions on public policy. And economics provides an important toolkit for them to, to examine and rigorous, rigorously think about these issues while they're making their decisions. And I'm sure since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic, the economy has been a huge focus for, for so many people. I mean, not just for research items but you know just as a whole because you've got small businesses out there that some have been struggling whereas others have been doing better than ever because of COVID-19. So how have y'all incorporated the pandemic the pandemic into uh, doing research and, and putting lesson plans together? 
So my, my primary area of, of research is actually monetary policy, which is an area that makes most people fall asleep until it gets really interesting. And this is one of those interesting times when things get interesting, when inflation starts showing up on the radar, then people actually start talking, you know, paying attention in my lectures and uh, <laughs> asking about these issues. So it's, it's, it's issues that are really important to study on a day-to-day -day basis and, and we have to focus on them. Otherwise, we, we end up in situations like this where we don't know exactly how to respond. So yeah, COVID and, and the financial crisis before that have had a huge impact on our teaching and our research. Hey, and it's interesting over the years, the idea of college and high school students going on to college after graduating high school, the idea of it as totally changed and it seems like it's almost you know it's just what kids do today you know they just think well okay after high school i'm going to college bottom line you don't i don't know i guess when i'm thinking back 20 years ago that wasn't really the same thought process it was all right i don't know if i want to go to college yet i, I may want to go out there into the business world and do xyz but that has changed as well and i'm sure that adds into the whole economy thing and and looking at numbers so i think because we are here in rutherford county and and have one of the largest undergraduate institutions in the state here we have that impression that every kid goes to college or some sort of post-secondary training but in reality somewhere between uh, 35 and 40 percent of tennessee uh, high school students don't go to college right out of high school so that's why we think economic education is so important that's why we uh, had october declared economic education month is to bring awareness of how important it is that these kids um, understand what inflation is understand what employment and unemployment is understand about labor mobility because they're they're going to go to the voting booth whether they have additional education beyond that 12th grade diploma or not now governor lee he signed a proclamation earlier this year that recognizes october as economic education month in tennessee was that the first time that he's ever signed such a proclamation yes my office initiated that with the help of dr uh, charles Baum, who's the house of representative person here for this area district 37 um, we we push that out just to kind of make a differentiation between personal finance month, which is in April, and economic education month, because there is a distinct difference in those understandings when you go to the voting booth. When you look at Tennessee as a whole, how, how does Tennessee rank against other states? I mean, with our free market, how, how do we rank as far as, you know, are things as good here as they are in who knows, Minnesota, for example. Yeah, so actually when you look across the economic freedom of the states, Tennessee ranks fairly well. It's usually in the top five and one of the most economically sound in terms of, of, of being physically sound, not having a lot of debt or pension public debt. Um, so we do fairly well, but of course, as with any state, um, or you know, even as Saban sitting at the top of the football rankings, he doesn't sit around and say, you know, we're doing good enough. He's always looking for ways to improve, and I think, um, you know, that's the way we approach it. Is is there's always, even though we are ranked fairly well, there are ways to improve and expand that economic freedom to make Tennessee more conducive to business going forward. When you look at Tennessee as a whole, it, it's change greatly the, the landscape of tennessee has changed in so many ways in one way you've got those who are living on the west coast who are making the big 
move to Tennessee. They're making the trek here, and the, cal- the cost of housing here is so much cheaper compared to the West Coast. So you're seeing a lot of new faces in Tennessee, which I'm sure help to shape the economy in different ways, maybe unexpected ways. Absolutely. We're we're attractive place for investment. People are coming here. They're fleeing high tax states. They're fleeing uh, fleeing states with lots of housing regulations, which makes housing very expensive. And they're finding a home here in beautiful Tennessee, and we're we're more than happy, happy to welcome them. So why is it so important for voters out there to understand not just the basics of the economy and how the economy works, but more in-depth details about the economy before they actually go to the voting booth? So these are this is complicated decision making. It's a very specialized field, um, just as something like brain surgery. But the thing with brain surgery is we don't ask everyone their input on how to do it, right? Thank we let, we, yeah, <laughs> we leave it up to the experts. But with, with economic education, of course, we we ask for the input of everyone. Um, so it's we're not going to you know give everyone the doctoral training that that we have. But of course, we'd love to just provide basic fundamentals of economics that incentives matter, that budgeting matters, that there's trade offs. There's a few key insights that we teach in economics that can not only make you better informed in the voting booth, but can make you better off overall in your personal life decisions as well. So what are some things that you have learned over the last couple of years, especially with COVID-19, that you have been surprised about? You know, things that after doing research, you learned, well, I didn't know this was going to happen, or I didn't know it was going to shape the country this way. What are some highlights of things you've noticed that have really surprised you? One of the things that um, kind of struck me as we look at labor is is the agility of labor mobility and people that their jobs went away and they've transitioned to other jobs and now they're not going back to those old jobs. And, um, uh, and the same thing in the production of, of goods. There's a local coffee shop that they you had to go in and get your fancy latte in the morning. And during COVID, when their doors were closed, they developed this to-go kit of here put all these things together and do the same thing we did you're just paying for us to hand it out the door now instead so a lot of agility in the the market and with the changes i guess a lot of people you know that whole uh, adapt or die thing was quite true for local businesses and we have seen a lot of local businesses really change the way they do business we've also seen big companies change the way they do business Places like State Farm here in Murfreesboro, they had a huge headquarter office, and since the start of COVID-19, they started pushing more workers to work from home, and we're seeing more of that. Yeah, absolutely. We've seen a restructuring of the, of the workforce um, and, a, and a lot of businesses making long-term changes. And that's why, you know, we, we get kind of frustrated whenever there's a crisis and we see more regulation or more taxation, because this is precisely the time when businesses need to start restructuring to the ch- change circumstances. So how people are shopping, how people want to work are changing. So we need to get out of the way to allow these businesses to, re, uh, to, to move capital to where it should be and rearrange um, in order to better serve uh, customers going forward. If we prevent that process, um, we, we could actually undermine our economy going forward. Again, with us this morning, Dr. Maria Edlin King and Dr. Daniel Smith, both from MTSU, talking about eco- economics here in Tennessee. And as we close this segment of the program, what are some things that people should think more about going into the future? One of the biggest focuses of economics is that people make choices and whether they're, you know, grudging to- 
grudgingly making choices or or not I, I paid 36 dollars for a gallon of gas yesterday and i begrudged it and i grumbled but at the end of the day i made a cost benefit analysis and made it and i think p- people just realize that every choice you make has a consequence whether it's made at the gas pump made at the grocery store made in the voting booth there are consequences for it and speaking of gas, you know, the prices for fuel have remained fairly low throughout the pandemic, uh, really up until now. This this week, the start of the week, arise by, I think, 9.9 cents in the cost per gallon in Tennessee. So things are changing. And, and I don't know if that's a sign that, you, you know, things are getting better or if things are getting worse. I, I don't really know. I need to know more about economics to figure that answer out. Absolutely. It's one of the benefits of studying economics is that it kind of make it makes it even uh, the simplest among us geniuses because you use that toolkit and it, it can help you analyze these these very complex relationships. And Dr. Smith, as we close, what would you say to those out there listening as far as things that should be of the utmost importance for everybody that may not be? So I'm really concerned long term about inflation. I mean, that's my you know that's my primary research area. Uh, I think more people should pay attention to what the Federal Reserve is doing, as well as you know our level of debt. And you know, at some point, it becomes unsustainable. So we have to really be careful to make sure that that we budget appropriately as a nation and make sure we don't overextend ourselves. And a lot of people refinance their homes. I noticed throughout this entire pandemic period. And you know, again, that's one of those things. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing, depending on the interest rate but over the next few months do you think we're going to see more of refinancing going on do you think we're going to see more spending happening well that's always always a coin flip there if i if if i was right more than 50 percent of the time i'd be living on an island um (laughs) but yeah i mean it can economics can can help you make these predictions it's it's really hard to see what's going forward um but we we do see obviously low interest rates continuing for the perceivable future. And so people, I think, are going to continue to take advantage of low interest rates and refinance their home, maybe even take out home equity loans. You know, it's interesting. I know my parents would always say to me, I remember the first home we bought, you know, the interest rate was like 10% or something crazy like that, you know, however many years back. And then, you know, I don't remember a time in my life where it's been higher really than, I don't think, 6% or so. I mean, it's been so low compared to what it was 50 years ago, 40 years ago even. Absolutely, and let, let's hope we never see them yeah. <laughs> they spike back up to 10-15% again. Definitely. Again with us this morning, Dr. Maria Edlin King and Dr. Daniel Smith from MTSU. If anybody would like to learn more about anything we talked about, where can they find information? Where can they find research through MTSU? Where, where do they look? For the teachers that want to um, know more about our programming, www.mtsu.edu slash econ ed and for the political economy research institute just google perry at mtsu and you'll find our page or find me on twitter at smithdanj1 sounds good well thank you both for joining us this morning time right now 8:33. we have more conversation from mtsu coming up in just a second again today monday it is the 18th of october stay with us time again 8:33. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurant. Demas's Restaurants are now hiring. We are looking for grill cooks and other kitchen employees with competitive pay and flexible hours. 
If you're looking for full-time work or part-time work, then Demas's is the place to be. We've been voted a top workplace for five years in a row by the Tennessean. Apply within or online at demasesrestaurants.com. Demas's Family Restaurants on 1115 Northwest Broad Street. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. If you're starting a home studio, you need to come to Music World and Drummer's Den. We also have interface for home recording, podcasts. We have USB microphones, all the equipment you need for home recording or podcast. We are your local music store. You need to come see us. Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Hi, this is Becky Bookner, and I'm just so proud to talk about the veterans in our community and what an incredible gift they've given all of us, and that's our freedom and the right to live in this country. And we're so grateful to them for the sacrifices they've made. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313 or KidLinkServices.com. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. In this salute, we talk to a World War II veteran. 452nd Bomb Group, right before Thanksgiving. I flew my first mission. Well, it was noisy and bumpy, and uh, I was scared to death. Everybody's scared. Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran. When we got back, the ground crew, which looked after just our B-17 plane, one of the maintenance men came in. The radio man sits in a little space with a desk and all the radio equipment in the middle of the plane. And you have a window on your left. And he came in and looked around. He said, well, that whole one there, when you took off, we would have fixed that. I didn't remember it, but we had been hit by a fighter. But I didn't know it. There's so much noise and so much activity, you know, that didn't hear it. From that time on, I was a little wiser. Dr. Charles Edwin Howard, a World War II veteran. The name of the plane was Lamb's Wolves. Our pilot, until our last mission, our pilot was a fellow named Lamb, and so we named the plane Lamb's Wolves. If you know a veteran you'd like to highlight, let WGNS know, and we'll honor them in our daily salute to veterans. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One MiddleTennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon, a high in the mid-70s. Winds out of the north are 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear skies, alone here, 42. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 42. Heavy, but it's still moving from here on I-24. Coming past 840 on that traffic flow. Continuing towards Nashville through the Hickory Hollow area. Still trying to mop up that earlier wreck with injuries over in Williamson County on 840 just past uh, 65. Hey, Oktoberfest and Obergammelberg going on now through the end of the month. You still got time. Check it out online at obergammelberg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. 
The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Right now it is 8.37. You're tuned to WGNS again on this Monday morning, today the 18th of October, and in studio from MTSU, Ashley White now with us. And you're going to be talking a little bit about the blood drive that is... I guess here this month, right? Yes, yes. Well, uh, it's November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at MTSU Campus Recreation. So a lot of promotion of it this month. Yes, I should have said yes. that. <laughs> so the upcoming blood drive. Now, this is part of what used to be the whole MTSU Bleed Blue versus the Western Kentucky games yes. they used to have. And, and uh, of course, we're still going to be playing Western Kentucky, but they're not involved in this competition anymore. That's right. So we've kind of just taken it over and we're going to pick up where they left off and just continue to donate as much blood as we can so how long has mtsu been a part of the blood drive with the red cross how long has this been going on oh um with this particular blood drives um it began in 2010 so 2010 Mm -hmm. and and you've had i I know most recently we have it on our website a a story about three different professors there who've given over 400 pints of blood yes which is which is something that is something that we want to recognize this year for their efforts of of being involved in the blood driving with the red cross so the whole true blue blood drive that's going to be at the rec center on the mtsu campus again november 1st through the 3rd yes uh and you know the rec center there is an amazing rec center compared to some of the other universities i've seen <laughs> it, it's so nice well thank you thank you we do our best how, how important is giving the gift of life especially when you're talking about you've probably seen firsthand some students who've had to have life-saving surgeries yes. where they had to have a transplant yes um, giving blood is very important um, with the red cross they're doing a sickle cell initiative this year um, so they're just trying to raise awareness of the disease you know with people who are affected with sickle cell they have to rely heavily on blood transfusions and when the blood supply gets very low we kind of rely on these blood drives to increase the donation amounts and do you see a lot of students who come to you you know later and say you know i actually had to have a trans a blood transfusion um which makes me want to be more of a part of stuff like this yeah those stories are are very important so when we do get those it kind of makes this this blood drive even more important than what it is and and you can actually schedule when you're going to come in for Yes, yes. You can go to redcrossblood.org and enter our sponsor code MTSU and make your reservations for that blood drive. That's November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. Now, I I was looking at some of the information here. It's wild to imagine it says about 15,954 lives were saved with the blood donations through MTSU. Yes, yes. That's that's a very big accomplishment that we're very proud of. And that's at what, 665 gallons of blood is what that adds up to? Yeah, yeah, a lot, a lot. Very insane. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you, I know you said since 2010, this whole Bleed Blue has been going on, but mm-hmm. how long have you been involved in the, the whole I've only been with Campus Recreation going on three years, so I'm not as heavily involved as other people, but it's it's a big push that we do there at Campus Recreation. Now, at the Campus Rec Center, the interesting thing that a lot of people don't know is, outside of blood donations, mm-hmm. 
people in the community can rent stuff like canoes, kayaks, and and that's something that's not really talked a whole lot about, but it's a great service. Mm -hmm. Yes, we um, have uh, Middle Tennessee Outdoor Pursuits, which goes down to MTOP is what we call it, and you can rent anything that you need for a camping trip, tailgating, anything like that, we have it, and we can help you. And y'all even have tents to rent out. yes. And the prices are pretty cheap. I they think. are. We have um, student faculty um, pricing as well as community pricing, which it may be like $10 a day. So it's not really that bad. It's not super expensive. You know, and it's interesting because I think when I think about blood donation, the Red Cross, I, I think also about being outdoors. And, yes. and because these are things that go hand in hand because of the fact that for those who lead who lead an active lifestyle, you know they also run the risk of getting injured. Exactly. <laughs> so it is important yes. to give that gift of yes, life. Yes, it kind of goes hand in hand. And it the blood donations they they go to what hospitals locally or all throughout Tennessee. Where where does the donation go once it leaves the MTSU campus? Uh, majorly, they go locally, but they can go all across Tennessee as the need rises. And in foreign countries, it's not as easy as what it is here as far as to get a blood transfusion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, you you hear about stories in some of the third world countries out there where, you know, somebody's wife is having a baby and they need a blood transfusion. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. literally have to go to whatever nearest village there is and say, hey, I need everybody to donate blood (laughs) right now because my wife's in the hospital. And it's not thankfully like that here in America. Thankfully, yes. But it's, it's very different here. And I, I guess the point is that we do have a lot of really positive things with science and we do have a lot of great things with hospitals and in the medical field that other countries don't have. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, that's true. Yes. So anybody listening this morning, if they want to participate in this blood drive going on on the MTSU campus, what are some different ways that they can participate? Um, some different ways would be to, of course, make your appointment at redcrossblood.org. And walk-ins are always welcome. Just uh, note that if you are a walk-in, that wait time may be a little longer than people who do have the appointment. So the appointments are kind of our, our number one priority to get those filled. And I know you can set an appointment between November 1st and November 3rd. I mean, you can set it now, I guess. Yes. But appointments are going to be taken on those days, November 1st through the 3rd. Yes. Are there other days where they're going to be doing this blood drive? Or are those the only days that will actually take place on campus? Those are the only days that will actually take place on campus. Now, Red Cross does accept blood anytime. But if you want to particularly be involved in this blood drive, November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd at Campus Recreation. And do they have to give blood at the campus or they can can they actually go to you know the red cross donation center in their area and say i I want to do this but i want to do it in the name of mtsu they can yes they can of course okay and more information about this is on the mtsu website and also redcrossblood.org they can find details there but then also the donor app they can go to i guess google store itunes and just type in blood app and then it should give all the information yes that's correct okay so all this again coming up right around the corner mtsu and the great big blood donation drive and once more this this is a big thing for mtsu it is a big thing and i do want to note that all donors who participate in the blood drive they will receive a t-shirt a 20 dollars amazon e-gift card and a pizza snack 
once oh. you give the blood. So you get all that stuff. You get all of it, all three. Uh, again, Ashley White with us this morning from MTSU talking about the upcoming blood drive going on November 1st through the 3rd. Is there anything else you can think of that we may have left off? Uh, just November 1st, 2nd, and 3rd from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. at MTSU Campus Recreation. Sounds good. Well, thank you for joining us this morning. Thank you. A check on the traffic comes your way next. Time right now, 845. After a check on the traffic, we'll have more from MTSU in just a minute. Morning, heavy, but it's still moving over here on I-24. Coming past 840, all that traffic flow continuing towards Nashville through the Hickory Hollow area. Still trying to mop up that earlier wreck with injuries over in Williamson County on 840, just past the 65. Hey, Oktoberfest and Obergallenberg going on now through the end of the month. You still got time. Check it out online at Obergallenberg.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system, reducing microorganisms including bacteria, viruses, and allergens. Call Precision Air, 615-930-0088. That's 615-930-0088. Old friends, new name, better together. As First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon, a high in the mid-70s. Winds out of the north are 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear skies, alone here 42. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 42. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSradio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. Time right now, 8.47. You're tuned to WGNS again on this Monday morning. And now in studio, Rhonda King, Assistant Director of MTSU Alumni Relations. And you've got some uh, pretty positive news this year for us. We are in October, so that means it's homecoming month in Middle Tennessee. So our homecoming is scheduled for October the 30th. That is Halloween weekend. We are going to have a theme of a true boo homecoming. So a little spookiness there to get us back. So we're excited about the theme, but I think more than anything, we are most excited about having everyone back in person on campus and have those opportunities. After last year, we had um, the majority of all of our events had to go virtual. And so we're glad to be able to have everybody back this year. So is this a trend you're seeing across the nation with other universities? Are they going back to doing things, you know, in person again? Yes, lots of people are going back. Of course, it depends on the location of the country and and what the uh, COVID rates are and the numbers and all of that. And and we're constantly looking at that, too, and and watching that. Uh, Right now, we're looking really good. So we're excited again just to to have everybody back. We are going to have a a few things that we offer virtually because we know that the comfort levels of people um, based on what their medical needs are and some are more comfortable being together than others. So we're still keeping that component in. Uh, We've seen over 
uh, the COVID pandemic in the alumni office that we've been able to reach a lot of alumni that may not be uh, able to come back on just any regular year. And so we, we have kept those things in place with a few virtual things uh, throughout Homecoming Week. And what is the parade route for the Homecoming Parade this year? The parade route goes back to how we've been doing it for years. So uh, at 10 o'clock on October 30th, Saturday, uh, it will start at Manny Avenue on East Main and travel down Main Street. It'll turn left onto Middle Tennessee Boulevard. It will pass the Alumni House where we will have our annual alumni um, homecoming parade watching party called Mixer on Middle. So that's the best place. We invite everybody to come and, and that's really the best place on campus to watch the parade. And so we will have a DJ. We will have inflatables for the kids, including a mechanical pumpkin for the weekend. Uh, we'll have our announcers. We're going to have uh, Chip Walters and Michael Lynn White be our announcers for the parade. And we're also going to have um, some snacks out there. Uh, Middle Tennessee Electric is going to bring their electric griddle and serve up grilled cheese sandwiches. Uh, we'll have Kona Ice, and we'll also have Just Love Coffee available for purchase for our guests, along with our souvenir photos, which have become very popular. Uh, most families will come for an annual photo uh, with the true boo theme so lots of good things very family friendly and family oriented event so that uh, party the mixer on middle will get started at 9 30 on saturday morning and we'll hang out there and have a lot of fun and just party party until the parade gets there probably the parade should arrive at the alumni house around 10 20. Okay. Again, Rhonda King with us this morning, Assistant Director of MTSU Alumni Relations, talking about the homecoming parade. And, and if I recall, Middle Tennessee Boulevard, where the parade goes down, it's finished now, right? That section of roadway in front of MTSU? Yes, it is finished. We were able to to have the parade come back and return to that route in 2019. And so we asked that everyone... Um, be on the alumni house side because there is a median down the road now and so the parade will go down the side of of uh, the alumni house of okay. middle tennessee boulevard and tailgating at mtsu the tailgate parties and everything before the football games is that something that we're going to see more of this year you know because i know last year things were just totally changed around in every different direction because of covid but are we seeing that come back Yes, we have tailgating. Uh, if you are used to parking in Greenland, all of that is open in the Greenland lot again. Uh, we also have Walnut Grove available for people who uh, want to pitch a tent out there and, and be um, kind of in more of a student environment that's, that's out there in Walnut Grove. And, and the good thing about tailgating before the games, I, I think it really it just gets people more excited it brings in more spirit to the games and it's a positive thing that you know you see it not every university but mtsu for sure and that's that's really good i think for the community yes and on homecoming day we have we know that a lot of people who typically tailgate um, may be a little pressed for time because we've got the parade in the morning and they don't want to miss that and so um, we may 
we may have some people that aren't able to set up their homecoming their homecoming tailgate or that aren't normally don't have a normal uh, tailgate location so we are going to be offering the alumni association along with the Blue Raider Athletic Association is offering a tailgate lunch. And so that is something that you can purchase a ticket for. And that will be right on the tower lawn, which is in between Alumni Memorial Gym and the stadium. And so that lunch will start at noon. We're going to serve from noon until 1.30. Uh, we will have tickets available for that on our website, which is mtalumni.com. And it is a menu that's going to be catered by Slick Pig. So we're wow. doing some um, nostalgia offering a, a good taste of Murfreesboro uh, for people that want to come back and, and remember going uh, for the wings at Slick Pig. And we'll have some available for them at that tailgate lunch. Now, pre-COVID, we saw tons of people tailgating. And some folks would get there 6 a.m. and start setting up. I guess some even set up the night before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, that, that spirit is going to be back on campus which is a very good thing and again the homecoming parade is going to be saturday october 30th and people can watch that what what time should people start getting out there to watch to save their spot to watch the parade <laughs> well i think for our party again our party starts at 9 30 at the alumni house um, a good place to watch it will be um, in that parking lot in between uh, the alumni house and the Ingram, the Sam Ingram building, uh, that used to be the North Boulevard Church of Christ building. So that's a good uh, reference point for everyone. And I, I would say getting there um, about 9.15 would be great. It, you, you can have your spot. We ask everybody to bring their own chairs. So you are welcome to bring your folding chair. You can set that up and then you can go get some coffee, ride the mechanical pumpkin, get your picture made, and then the parade will come. Then you can check out the, the sites on campus, head over to the tailgate lunch, and then go into the game. We're going to be playing um, Southern Miss, and we're, we're hoping for a Blue Raider victory on homecoming. Now, I, I'm trying to envision a uh, mechanical pumpkin, <laughs> and I keep thinking about a mechanical bull. Is this similar? What, yes, what okay. yes, you're thinking correctly. <laughs> so you should just come out to the party, Scott, and, <laughs> and hop on that pumpkin, and let's see if we can buck you off of it. That, that, that would be interesting <laughs> for sure. And, and MTSU is going to have events all that week leading up to the actual game time, and, and there's going to be a lot happening for students and and you know also for freshmen out there who have never experienced college homecoming this is going to be their first time and, and that's probably pretty exciting for them yes our student government association always does such a great job with getting the students involved and so they have lots of different activities that they have going on through the week and we do at the alumni association we have uh, activities throughout the week also we're going to kick it off on monday with a virtual kickoff of our mtsu um, shoebox showcase so the mts shoebox showcase and that is going to be monday at one o'clock we'll kick that off and that's just kind of a holdover from last year uh, we were we had to do the parade virtually and so alumni and campus community 
uh, created floats out of shoe boxes. And so we're doing that again this year for those who wanted to be involved. And so uh, that'll be just a fun way to, to kick off the week. And then on Tuesday is another virtual event that we're doing. We're, we're doing some Halloween trivia virtually. And uh, our trivia nights are just have been a lot of fun. And so, again, you can find that information at mtalumni.com. And then Friday, we have our Golden Raiders reunion, which is always a favorite. Those are 50-year and older grads. This year, we are honoring both classes of 1970 and 1971. And we also have our Alumni Awards reception on Friday. We um, have lots of things going on on campus as well as uh, textbook brokers some of our partners on greenland are going to offer a uh, alumni appreciation night where they're going to have great discounts 30 percent off and they invite everybody to come to that five to seven that night friday night and we have other things going on they can just go to our website at mtalumni.com so that's the best place to find out all information about the homecoming events and everything taking place and once more october 30th is the homecoming parade the day of the game all that big stuff but the website mtalumni.com right yes they can hit that website up or just give us a call at 615-898-2922 sounds good again Rhonda king with us this morning assistant director of mtsu alumni relations thank you for joining us today thanks for having me go blue time right now 859 news comes your way next we have local news and news from around the country and around the world with cbs all of that in just a second, right here on WGNS, your good neighbor station. Mostly sunny skies here this afternoon, high in the mid-70s. Winds out of the north are 5 to 10 miles per hour. Tonight, mostly clear skies, a low near 42. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 42. Talk with the police chief, the mayor, and other local leaders about issues that concern you. The Action Line with Bart Walker, weekdays at 810 on WGNS. 